Well, hello, one and all. Welcome back to Love, Death, and Dice. This is episode one of the Wild Beyond. Thank you so much for joining us. I will be your lovely dungeon master for the night, DM Turk. And I'm here, of course, with three of my favorite people that I love rolling dice with and role playing with and just having fun with every single weekend and week out. Anyways, y'all, I'm Connor. I'm playing Reiner this season, finally playing a bard because you wanted it, so you're going to get it. So, yeah. Uh, and hi, everybody. I'm Proteus, also known as Children of Proteus. Uh, I do all the art for the Grouch Couch, but this season I will be playing Violet Femmes, the Tiefling Paladin. Right, baby. Anime hands. Right, baby. No, get a twisted spice as art, too. Hey. Amen. Oh, that's true. You know, I do all I do all the art for for Love, Death, and Dice. That I should be more specific. Love, Death, and Dice specifically, I do the art for it. And hello, I'm Sushi. I will be playing the Rabbit Man, the Chaos Fuel himself, the crazy but yet somewhat kind of good guy. He will Don't be. Coin. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. I will see y'all on the other side of this. Maybe, hopefully. This is your very first time tuning in. Let me tell you a couple of things about the Grouch Couch. Well. Um, we are the Grouch Couch. We are predominantly a role-playing group of creative people and creators and streamers, etc., um, that love to dress up as off-the-wall characters and tell super funny stories. We take published source books and put them in our own adult humor twist on them as we play through them because it's in our nature. Needless to say that we are a family, not a family-friendly channel. But that being said, we are a positive channel uh, that is LGBTQ plus friendly. As our moniker goes, we are friends of everyone unless you're not friends with everyone. We also like to consider ourselves chat involved. We do read chat on occasion. We also have a few commands that allow chat to help or hinder our players to add extra level of spice to the show. If you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, you will hear commands go off, obviously, in the background notifying you of such things. And if you, my friends, are rewatching the stream and you want to have an influence on the show yourself, please join us live. This campaign will be live every Sunday, 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 Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Twitch channel. Replays will be going up everywhere online for the following weeks, usually on Saturdays, including YouTube, Spotify. That's right, baby. You're going to be seeing our faces everywhere. As we play, I hope you all enjoy our costumed exploits and antics. And if you have any feedback for us, please leave it in the comments or join our Discord because that's where all the fun is to be had. Now, everybody, this campaign is following up on our Waterdeep Dragon Heist game. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can catch up on Spotify and YouTube under Love, Death, and Dice The Dragon Fault if you are interested. I play a robot. You do. A Warforged. That was a good-ass campaign. And you can still check it out. Um, this game is going to be set largely in the Feywild. In a world of whimsy and magic and fairy tales. A place where things only make sense because you are in the Feywild. Um, I really hope all you guys like what my brain has in store for you this campaign. Um, but for now, uh, here we go, everybody. Um, thank you once again so much for joining us. It's intro time. Time for the first episode of LD&D, The Wild Beyond. In a realm where whimsy reigns supreme, the witch-like carnival lights up our dreams. Yes, magic carnival, it's tense so grand. Inside away to the Feywild land, but secrets lurk neath its merry band. We must unravel its mysteries hand in hand. Through forests deep and fields of gold, 
in search of truths both young and old. Fairies fly and tales unfold. Adventure awaits for the brave and bold. Whimsy and wonder, laugh and cheer. But shadows linger, whispers near. Through twists and turns and paths unclear, the wild beyond where magic's dear. So gather your courage, don't delay. Embark on this whimsical journey, they say, where every step leads a different way to the wild beyond. Come and play. Here we go. It's always the first line that always gets me. It's like, how do you start a campaign when you're this excited about it? It's like there's like some big shoes you gotta fill, you know? It's like, what's the first line that you say, whatever? A little bit of prelude, a little bit of context for us to start our story. You see, you three know, and everyone here knows, the traveling extravaganza known as the Witchlight Carnival. It visits our world once only every eight years. Each one of you have a dim memory of sneaking into the carnival or working at the carnival or being at the carnival when you were younger, years ago. But that memory has grown foggy over time, though it still conjures a weird admixture of emotions, wonder and awe mixed with loss and regret. During this visit, your time there, each one of your characters lost something, and you need to find it. Besides hops, of course. But the carnival owners, a pair of elves named Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, were decidedly unhelpful. You have memories of some kind of fey creature talking to you when you were there at the carnival. Silly little screeching cricket, says the witch. You forgot to buy a ticket. The carnival goes round and round. The multiverse is our playground. Nothing's free and nothing's lost. Every visit, my dear child, has its cost. As time has passed, your heart became less heavy, and you became less and less, you gave less thought to those childhood events. But now, for some reason, as the carnival finally makes it return, this eight years later, and for reasons you can't explain, the longing to retrieve what was lost and venture back into the Feywild, this feeling has resurfaced as through an old spell that has faded away, allowing you to feel the loss as sharply as if it happened just yesterday. You see, the Witchlight Carnival has returned, and you find yourselves together once again after your long-led adventure at a pumpkin farm. You see, but not just any kind of pumpkin farm. This is a pumpkin farm with a home on it, a home where Dr. Hops and, wait for it, Violet, your guys' superior, Madrick, lives. He lives on this magical pumpkin farm where the pumpkins grow wildly throughout the whole year. Some of them sprout legs and walk around, and you know this for how magical Madrick is. And we return to our story just as Reiner arrives from his 
crazy bard adventures at a local tavern. Because Madrick has called all three of you here to his home on this day to send you on a very special quest that deals with your feelings of needing to go back to the carnival once and for all. All three of you together stand in the yard of this home. And Reiner, well, the two of you stand in the yard, and Reiner approaches, singing a song as he walks. Reiner, do you have a walking song for us? Walking's rose a pumpkin patch. And Zins is this orange lady too. Where's that little bunny rabbit? I wasn't done trying to fuck both of you. Walking through the pumpkin nice. pitch. There you go. And Reiner approaches uh, you two. Now, Dr. Hops, um, Helios Hops, you know that. Uh, you know Madrick fairly well. Of course, you and Violet have been working together with the Church of Life for a while, and Madrick leads this church, or at least does his best to do so. Um, and you are the first to receive this message. Now, you are more familiar with Madrick's home than anyone else, being that you spend the most time here. Um, so as he approaches, you lead the rest of the party up to the porch. Hey, I hate those dogs. Oh, uh, yeah. Nobody's trying to eat me. Oh, don't worry. I got you. You know I'll kick any dog off the off the porch so they don't get at you. Please. Oh, this is this place is like it's like cute. Yeah, it's just like the little pumpkins everywhere, and you know it's a soft and mushy pumpkin. You know, has anybody tried to like you know cut a hole in the pumpkin before? I've seen what you do at most holes you come across, and I'm not about to give you the opportunity by cutting a hole in it. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, the hole would be, you know, like a welcomed, you know, attachment to the pumpkin. Maybe you could do something with it instead of it just being like the round orange things it sits down in the yard all day. But, you no, know, no, it, like no. I'm saying. leaves the pumpkins alone. You, you so, realize you know, most of these pumpkins become sentient, right? Oh, that's even better. So they can participate in the pushing. <clears throat> As this conversation happens, Dr. Hops, you step onto the front porch to knock on the door of Madrick. I'm sorry. <laughs> First CNN, we're already talking about fucking pumpkins. Welcome, everybody, to the shit show. Appreciate y'all. Um, Helios Hops, you step on the porch to enter Madrick's home. Now, you know and you remember that there's a specific way you have to be able to get into Madrick's home, for he has set up magical locks, securities, and glyphs, etc. You look around, and I would like you to improv on this and explain your thought process, but there is a magical frog, there's a stack of pumpkins, there's a big door knocker, um, as well as a big pot of water sitting next to the front door. And there's a certain sequence that you have to play to be able to get into the door to Madrick's home um, without having to disturb anything else going on. What do you do, Mr. Hobbs? So I hop over to the door knocker, and then I knock it two times, and then I grab one of the frogs and then throw it at the, the water bucket, 
and then it splashes. The water hits the, the tile ground, and then it starts blue trays ink to over to the door, and then the door mechanism releases. Nice. Nice. And the door creaks open. And you can see on the inside of this home, you three, um, there are what look to be magical mops and brooms sweeping the floor almost as if they were tasked with it, and they're just doing it by themselves. There's also little pots of tea pouring themselves and food cooking itself, and all the dishes are doing themselves. And then out from the back comes a man with a cane. What do you mean they're doing themselves? Slow. Jesus. Yes, I would like to know how you do yourself. You know how to do yourself, Reiner. Don't even come at me like that. You're more experienced. Well, I'd like to see how the dishes do it. Maybe oh, it's yes. more fun. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Getting, getting heavy with that tub of wear? What's up? So, you three know that you've been summoned to this, uh, this abode here from the warlock cleric named Madric. Um, he does live on this giant pumpkin farm. And uh, as he comes out from the back, he sees you three. And, oh, he looks a little something like this. Image share. I have images to the whole dang thing today, and I'm very excited about it. Ah, uh, a good forking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hello. I have three adventurers. Morning, Madrick. It's good to see you. Hello, uh, yes, uh, Violet. Good morning. Yes. Mr. Hops, I see you've brought Rainier, as I have requested. Very good, very good. Thank you for doing that. He goes You're around. You're welcome. You're welcome. He sits at the table, and he gestures towards three cups of tea, um, also at the table. And you three sit down in front of him, as you usually do, um, with the tea. He's like, Wait, is one of the teacups, like, still floating in the air? Sure. Can I also, like, pretend to sit down in the air, but with the tea in my hand? Because <laughs> you're a fairy? Yes, I love that. Couch coin for you there, uh, Reiner. Love that. Oh, I like the couch coin. Yes, you're floating. And he's like, so I've summoned you here today. Excuse my absence, but I've been on a quest, and I need your assistance. Well, you see... I have acquired many treasures and made very many important contacts during my lengthy adventuring career, says Madrick to you guys. And he's like, I would like to pass all of these treasures that I possess and favors that I am owed on to you, Helios Hops. <laughs> and in exchange, I ask one favor of you, of you three, if you will. Well, as you know, the carnival returns to our world of Intoxica this weekend for one time every eight years. I ask of you to travel to the realm of Prismere in the domain of the Feywild, for I have lost contact with my archfey friend Zablina. She is my patron and inspiration, and I would need you to find out what... Fate may have befallen her, for she rules the realm of the Feywild, and she is the source of my power. Without her, I may die. Well, with a name like that, it seems like this lady would be like, you know, the supermodel or something, you know. She probably, you know, the name, 
makes us sound like the sexies, you know? Yeah, yes, Reiner, I do think I've known you a couple years, Reiner, and I, I, you might find a fancy in her. Yes. Well, this, this will be great for me, then. It will. Let's, let's, let's go find her. Also, as far as I'm aware, your lineage runs from the Feywild, correct? Uh, yes, this is correct. You do not see me floating in the air drinking the tea. I do. Well, I've been able to, uh, unable to contact Zablina for the better part of a year, and I fear something has happened to her. My adventuring days are over, but Zablina has been good to me. And I would like to know she is well before I take my final leave. I know it takes you a little while to process things. Helios, do you have anything to say? How are we supposed to get back? Why? Sorry, you're going to have to speak up. How are we supposed to get back? When? I'm not sure. Zablina may be able to help you get back. Hey, and you say she so, was last seen at the carnival? Well, fight she was Zablina last seen. at the... Yeah, she was last seen, and she, she rules over the domain of Prismere in the Feywild. She is the Archfey there. She is like, um, as Reiner would say, she is the queen of the Feywild. You know, the queen, slay. Super slay. Now, every eight years, the world is visited by the carnival. Uh, it's recently returned, but it will be leaving in three days. So I need you three to travel from here to the carnival. And I'm asking you this now, because we don't know how long they will still be here. And uh, The carnival contains, well, the only route to... Prismere, the Fae Crossing, if you will. I need you three to seek out Prismere and seek out Sablina. Help her if you can and return here with proof that she is alive and well. And upon your return, uh, all the hard-earned warnings I will give you from my career. All of everything I've earned will be yours if Sablina is safe. Okay, so like you want us to bring back like a finger or like a toe? I'm sure she'll have a way. Reiner! A, a, a body part probably isn't the way to go. I was thinking... Isn't, isn't that like how you prove, like, you know, this person is alive in another place It's when you bring I, back the finger, toe? I think that's how you prove how they're dead. Not alive. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Like, you know, being in the, the you know, not the Feywild, I've learned some things from, you know, people I've slept with in taverns, and they are not, like, the smartest people, so. Mm. Yes. Well, uh, hi, LV. Darkling said, what are couch coins? So they're kind of like inspiration, and the person with the most couch coins at the end of stream is the MVP of the stream. They get to be on the thumbnail, the show, and everything else like that. So if you feel free, like, you want to give someone a couch coin, please feel free to do so. Um... Yeah, they're basically like inspiration points, so they can use them to re-roll things and stuff like that. And also, if they get, like, a draw card, they can force another player to be under the same effects as them, um, which is also kind of fun. Well, I didn't know that. That's yeah. fantastic. There's a whole Google Doc about it, but we kind of skimmed it. And, you like the show! 
Yeah. I kind of yeah. get just thrown into things, but I also can't read, so you know, you gotta tell me these things. <laughs> we tried teaching you, you won't listen. That's fair. And no, it's not that I won't listen, it just don't stay in there. Go in one ear, right out the other. It's like a tunnel through there. I get an awful mighty whistling. Yeah. <laughs> so what you are saying is like your ears is like a gaping hole. Sits, How many know, times I gotta tell you, Ryder, I'm gay. You well, ain't got no. nothing. Yes, you have repeated to me this like a lot of the times, okay? I know that there's no chance between me and you. But when you talk about the holes and the tunnels and how things pass through them, I cannot help but, you know, like comment on that. So. I swear, if I hear you twinkling around my head when I'm sleeping, Glitter Wings, you got another thing coming. Oh, you have nothing to worry about. I have moved on, as you say. Okay. Mm. Well, hey, uh, it's Why? good to hear that Reiner's still up to your same shenanigans. I think that you uh, might have a good time in the Feywild. Yes, I do. Yes. Gal, I love your... Spice says holes are gay. Check out the experience point <laughs> Gal. It's all down there now. If you missed the session zero, check it out. Holes are gay. So, my three friends, I have a couple items to send you off on your adventure before you go, but I fear it's all that I can offer you. And on the table, he sets what looks like a bag of beans, some leather armor, and a small little wand. Chaos card. There you go. Reiner with the first chaos card of the campaign. What's it going to be? Everybody, clench your butt cheeks and cross your fingers because it's the first chaos card of the campaign. Oh, shit. My butt cheeks like iron. Hold on. I have to import Clench your fingers and cross your butt cheeks. Clench your fingers and cross your butt Yes. Um, no, I had managed I'm... to do that like one time on, you know, the slime person I met. Uh, you were able to like cross his butt cheeks, but anybody else, I think that would not work. You know, I have to import these. So you guys are gonna have to re-log into Foundry, okay? Because I forgot to import <clears throat> the cards. So I'm gonna do that real quick. My goodness. I know. Doing it live. <laughs> Doing it live, baby. <laughs> I have quality trying. Don't kill me. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Let me open this up. I think that's your armor. Yes, yeah, so she he sets a bag of beans, leather armor, and a wand on the table. And he looks over to you, Hops, and he says, Now you being my apprentice, I would like you to pick who these items should go to. Uh, what size is this armor? Because where yeah. is it? Mighty, mighty frightful size difference here. It's a plus two magical leather armor, which gives you plus two to your AC. No, I meant like the size too. of it. Oh, it'll fit you. It'll fit. Magical shrinking. Or extending. Export data. Who's taking what, Helios? Ah, ah. 
the writer gets the beads, I'll take the two wands, and Violet gets the dead armor. That's a good choice. The same choice I would have made. Now it's time to explain these things. Now, in D&D Beyond, it's literally called a bag of beans. All right? Um, but basically, inside this heavy cloth bag are 3D4 dry beans. So in a second, I'm going to let you roll 3D4 for me. Um, the bag weighs a couple pounds. If you explore all the beans on the ground, there's a big explosion. But basically, you could remove a bean from the bag, plant it in dirt or sand, and then water it. And then the bean produces an effect for one minute um, from the ground where it was planted, which includes um, geysers of water up to toadstools growing and walking around, um, chaotic tree ants and campfires, all other kinds of random stuff. It's basically a bag of beans that creates crazy-ass magic, essentially. He's got no thoughts. All right. There we go. It's back up. You guys can log back in here. Now, now where do we put this item in our inventory? Yeah. How, how do we go ahead and do in that? Word. Give me one second here. I must name Albie. Oh, no, it's darkly. Card stack. Port data. Hold on. Importing our cards so we can roll chaos cards. I knew I forgot something. Aha! Okay, before we move forward, I get to draw Reiner's first chaos card of the campaign! Yay! Here we go. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Random. Have it. Draw. This card is flashback. You have a flashback about your character. Describe the sequence like a noir story. Awesome. I'll let you do this, um, but first we're going to explain what these magic items do and how you guys can add them to your inventory, right? Fair enough. So on D&D Beyond, you can actually go to your little items list. You could type in leather. What I'm going to do is I'm going to display this here over in virtual tabletop. And I'm wondering if it's just going to send it. Does it send it? Draw one card from, no it did not. We're learning, boys and girls. There it goes. Bag of beans. Yes, that's what you get. It's in the virtual tabletop. You can see it now. Um, Let me read chat here while this is Virtual tabletop? In the foundry, yeah. Okay. The word magic has been banned. So every time we say magic, we have to drink. That's going to be really hard in this year campaign, Darkling. That's going to be really hard. <laughs> All right. Plus two leather. So you get a plus two bonus to AC while wearing this armor. Whoops. Didn't mean to do that. Go. And we'll make sure it gets all added in. For now, don't worry about it too much. But I just want you guys to have a basic idea of what you're kind of dealing with here. So I'm sending them over to the chat in Foundry. Okay. My Foundry's not opening. Oh. Now I can't get it to load. It's being a frightful bit annoying. Let me just tell you what. 
That's fair. Mine is open. Would you like me to roll my 3d4 for the beans? No, only when you want to use them. Oh, oh only oh, when I want to use oh, the 3d4. Them. Yes, yes, please, please. Roll me the 3d4. Tell, tell oh, me the 3d4. Yes. Okay, here we go. Seven. Seven beans. I have the seven beans. Wow. All right. Not terrible. Not terrible. Dr. Hobbs, this wand is very special to me. It's the wand that I use through my adventures. This is the wand of the war mage. It's plus two. While holding this wand, you gain a plus two bonus to spell attack rolls. It's a plus two wand. It gets you started on your adventure. That is a good amount. Hell yeah. There you go. Okay. Now that you have your items, before you go, is there anything you would like to say? Well, it's always a pleasure to let you have us in your house. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thanks, man, Magic. Our first little bit of chaos here. Flashback time, Reiner. I was trying to find like the effect where I could do like the black and white on myself and make it like, you know, some more believable. I could do that. Is there any way you could find me like the noir music? This music is what you get. Okay. Flashback. Earth. Grayscales, here we go. Zet is doing it for me. It was just yesterday I'd met mine, Selena Trax. She was a beautiful lady. She was very sexy. I liked Zed about her. That she was sexy, you know. But that's a besides the point because just recently I have stopped seeing Selena Trex I wonder where she is did she decide to screw my Vina and skip town who knows but I'll find out that is all I have for my flashback <laughs> okay uh, very good very good very good very good Uh, and uh, Madrick looks at you and he goes well it sounds like to me that you have more than one reason to return to the Feywild Reiner especially if she did screw your Wiener and then skip town yeah she's like you know she taught me how to sing the songs and stuff on the you know the tiny guitar so yeah. she's kind of important but you know not like really important in the sense of, you know, like, my sexual journey. But, no. you know. She may have, you know, had the relations with me when I was, like, you know, still considered a fairy child and opened me up sexually to, you know, all the bard things that they are. And, you know, she's a huge reason why I became the bard in the first place. And, you know, all these things about, you know, my sexuality that is currently, you know, all over the place and I don't know where I'm going. But, you know, it's not a problem. Not really. I don't care. Do you need to talk to somebody? 
You know, right now, we can talk privately. Talk, yeah. Like we can just keep it between me, you, and the fence. So, okay. Seems to me you might be reflecting emotion with sex, but that's fine. Okay, you three. You must venture through the forest and get to the carnival. It's only a couple hours' travel from here. It's right around the corner. I will be here when you return. And if you need anything before you find your way to Prismere, make sure to return to me. For now, I will return to my studies. Helios Hops. This is your final trial, Helios. If you manage to save Zablina, you will go from being not only my Padawan apprentice, but from being a full Jedi. I mean... Will I be able full, to sit on the couch, y'all? A full cleric of life. May the life be with you, Helios. May the life be with you. And off you are. All right, guys, let's talk to her. Do you want me to carry you? Oh, please. No, I'm not yeah, let's just scoop you up. No, no, we're good. We're just gonna, um, he just, I'm just going to scoop him up under my arm and we're just going to go off. There you go. There you go. Okay. Very good, very good, very good, very good, very good. I was very excited about all that. That was a good little intro. You know, cheers, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. God, I'm so excited to be doing this campaign. I'm going to tell you, it's full of wild whimsy and other kinds of shit, and it's just right up our alley, and I'm just so excited. Cheers, everybody. Dr. Hops, did you take some medicine? Oh, you see, Hops is always shaky, and it's only Reiner's music that can make him stop shaking. So that's the only reason yeah. why they let me stick around. Otherwise, they think I'm like this disgusting pervert, but... I think they are just like, you know, sexually close-minded, probably. Well, I'm now thinking you're the victim the of time. abuse, but, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to talk about it. No, I, I don't want to just talk about these things. The only things that me bringing this up is make me want to go fuck more people. So it's the only things that I want to do now. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with that. mechanisms at its finest. <laughs> Listen, I think all three of us know a little bit about, like, unhealthy COVID mechanisms. All I'm saying, we can talk about it whenever you like. It just has to be between us and the fence folks. You don't got to tell nobody about nothing. We won't I'm judge you. between us and the crystal. Oh, you and your crystals. Well, all right, you guys. okay. That conversation happens as you're walking to the carnival. Now, as you get closer, you can see. You can see the first stars of night twinkle above the apricot sunset. Giant dragonflies whirr overhead, trailing streamers, and a low mist curls over the ground as you approach. You can see through a floral archway, you glimpse wondrous and vibrant creatures, elf stilt walkers, dancing fairies, and painted performers. Everywhere there is laughter, <laughs> pixie dust, giant bubbles, and the wistful tune excuse me, of a whistling calliope.
Is there like, yeah, go ahead. You know, is this like, uh, is there maybe like, I don't know, it's a kissing booth somewhere? Inside, maybe. Oh, I might have to visit that. Mm. Do a lot more than kissing, if you know my meaning. Like, like we could just, we could just attend anything. You can see, up ahead under the archway, a ticket booth with a small raccoonish looking creature in a red suit yelling at people as they go by. Three standing off. Is that Zachariah? Might be. Let me show you what he looks like. Oh, that's not Zachariah. A silver statue of a dancing fairy is mounted on the roof of the ticket booth. And it's surrounded by fluttering butterflies. The booth is decorated with an animated depiction of the night sky, with shooting stars arcing all across it. You can see this raccoon in this suit behind the ticket counter, peering at all three of you, quizzically through a spyglass. He lowers the spyglass and calls out to all three of you. Well, you better come on and come right up if you want to get your tickets for the carnival. Why are you standing so far away? Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come all. They're the Witchlight Carnival. Well, I'm not just standing. I'm more like the floating over, but I guess I'll kind of like float over there and, you know, see if I can get mine tickets. Yeah, I mean, let's go. And he puts down his spyglass and he just looks at you and he's like, well, what'll it be? A, a ticket for the carnival? A wicket for a carnival? I'm uh, sorry, you know, little Barry. The, You're going to have to uh, speak no, up. No. I'm, I'm saying the ticket for the carnival, you know, the attractions that you are currently standing in front of. I a would like to get carnival. inside. Okay, look, I'm not attracted to you. But hold on one second. And he pulls out this big old ear horn and puts it like right up on your face and puts it to his ear. And he's like, say again, sir. I would like to get inside the carnival. You know, the place where they're having the fun, the big top and the tent and all that. Okay, fine. You don't got to yell at me. Jesus. Now, would that be one adult? Okay. I, I, I guess we are all trying to get into the carnival. You know, ah. me... The big lady and since a tiny crack bunny. The big lady, like you to say. go in there. He pulls out his spyglass and zooms it in to Violet. <laughs> oh my stars! Is that Violet Femmes? It is. How are we doing? Well, it's good to see you. You know, you used to work here, and I gotta say, you've been missed. I mean, you guys got plenty of other acts besides me just lifting things. That's true. We do have a lot of acts here, but uh, the big lifting helped. Helped us move from place to place. You know, you also used to help me a lot. Translating and what have you. Well, I will say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, Violet Femmes, actually, I've seen your name on the registry recently. He starts skimming through the book. Well, now, usually it's eight silver pieces per adult to enter here, but it actually looks like, Violet Femmes, someone's already purchased you a ticket today. Well, hot darn! 
Yes. Does it say who? Big Poo Poo. Say again. Does it say who? Oh, God. You don't have to yell. It doesn't say who did it. <laughs> but here you well, go. Here's your ticket. Now, there are, I do have two names under here as well. Um, it looks like I've got a Dr. Helios Hops and a Rhina. Risen. It's scribbled. Rhina? Are you Rhina? Yes, my name is Rhina. I am, you know, it's a famous performer, you know, and it's an un untamable sex beast among the land. Untamable sex beast. I think I did actually hear that right. Okay, that's fine. But what I will say is that I've got a ticket for each one of you. Someone has already purchased them. You must have good friends in high places. Oh yeah, no, this, this cannot stand, my little friends. Like, we we cannot take them for free. Here, have some... I recently acquired these beans. I think they have some sort of value. So you can have a bean Rider, if you like. Rider, you know we were sent here by Mandrick. I imagine Mandrick's the one that bought the tickets. No, no, this is not true. You know, you cannot take something without giving something. I learned this in the sixth you know. I mean, didn't so. you learn the Feywild that you can take whatever you want? You just gotta ask for it. Like this, Fine Raccoon, can I have your name? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Nicholas Midnight. Good news, it's not your name anymore, it's mine. I don't know if that's Very how that works. It's how it's wait works. a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Have you taken my name? You can have Are it you... back, sweetheart. I give you the name. Huh. Nicholas Midnight. Well, thank you. My name will live in vain. Nicholas Midnight. The only best raccoon. You misspelled it! Oh. Uh, oh, no. You well, never fixed that! Night full of magic for a carnival, you can bet that this chaos card is for none other than Violet. Holy shit. Backstage bard. Cheers, buddy. He's literally you. like, I'm the, ba I'm the bard on Cheers. the stage, and he's the bard that's like in the backstage, and he's giving these palms out. I thought he was the guy that lived in your asshole. All right. Here we go. No, that's, that's not my backstage. Draw. That's like my downstairs. Your character crushes on an NPC they recently interacted with. <laughs> Look at that face. Well, everybody, I'll tell you, I'm Nicholas Midnight. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, Violet, all the times you used to work here, even though I may be an old raccoon, aging, I always thought your strength was of the best. Of the strength that anyone could have. Like as if you, big lady, could just carry me to bed. I mean, you know, before I had my sexual awakening, before I realized I only really like ladies, you know, I I had a bit of thing for you, too. I like a bit of fuzzy ears. Oh, wait, wait. What? Good thing that uh, I am a lady, indeed. And Nicholas is a, a free name. Um, well, well, uh, you know, I am Nicholas. So wait, your name lady is Raccoon. Nikki Midnight? That's right, Nikki Midnight. <laughs> I'm you sure you could, you could, like, you know... Search that name on like a, a website that has oh, like an be. orange and black logo and probably find something real. Yeah. Also, someone dressed up like a <laughs> raccoon, probably. Anyways, I'm Nikki Midnight. <laughs> it's good to see you, Violet, and I will be all around the carnival all day. Maybe me and you can get some cotton candy together later. Well, wouldn't that just be the bee's knees? I'd be honored. I've heard somewhere. Be honored. 
goodness. This crush card is beautiful. These are the new chaos card designs, by the way, everybody. Um, I'm working hard on them. The idea for these chaos cards is to actually put them uh, up for other people to be able to use. And our lovely artists, Proteus and Spice and Morgan Hard, making sure these designs are cool. And um, we actually, so if you're a streamer, or D&D player and you want to be able to use some chaos cards on your stream let me know also we're developing a streamer deck that has nothing to do with D&D so if you're just a video game streamer or whatever and you want to have some fun with these chaos cards let me know because we're also developing another deck and we are looking for playtesters all right um yeah love that now, one last thing before you go. I've got a map for each one of you. Uh, of course, before you go to the carnival. Now, Violet, I know you used to be here, but things are a little bit different than what you used to remember from eight years ago. Uh, so, I'm going to go on ahead and give you these maps. Is it yeah. mostly pictures? Because you know I can't read. It is mostly pictures. Okay. Passes up this map here. Over here. Just a little bit bigger for you. And I'll send it in the chat as well, if I can. He passes you this map. Um, and then he hands each one of you a ticket. Oh, let me fix this. He passes you each one of the ticket, and then Nikki Midnight begins to explain that each one of your tickets is worth eight punches so every attraction you go to needs a punch to be able to go to whether that be a stall or a ride or whatever each ticket can have eight punches if you would like more tickets you could always come back you can barter with either gold or with fairy things um, to get another ticket if you want to do more rides and attractions but each ticket is worth eight punches and uh, after nikki hands you the map um, they hand you the ticket that looks a little something like this. I'm here for a brief moment. I'm tired. Oh, Scott, thank you for dropping in, buddo. Appreciate you for joining us. Now, before you Wait, go in, Luigi. Uh, do you guys have any questions? No, no questions. Nikki, when's your no. shift end? When are you done for the night? When do you switch out? Well, my shift ends in three days. Um, but, you know, I can get off and, and have some fun and get off. If you know, it's just one little step at a time. Uh, around here at the carnival, everything's always chaotic. Usually people stop coming in around midnight, so I wander. All right, That's you come find me then. Nikki Midnights. That's good. So, like, you know. So, really, like some like edgy ass person with like some crazy ass made up name <laughs> now, now nikki is is Trace still here am i gonna find her around well you might over at the uh bubbling teapot or maybe even over by the carousel um you're gonna have to look for her though i don't know if she still goes by tracy it has been eight years but give her a look and uh you know we do still have a tribute to you up around here just keep an eye out for it oh lord right. can only imagine <laughs> um okay you three Take your first steps into the carnival. And when we come back in five minutes, we're going to see what the hell the deal is. Because we're going to take a five-minute break, everybody, um, for these guys to get a rest and uh, everything else like that. But before we go, we're going to do us a thumbnail pose, as we always do. If this is your first time viewing the show, uh, the way that we do this is you guys get to throw out random poses into chat. 
Um, and then these guys will do their best to pose as them, however the hell they might interpret them. And then we screenshot them. We make memes and other kinds of stuff. Fun shit for social media and also like Discord and just fun little shenanigans. So if you guys in chat have any suggestions for thumbnail poses, please feel free to throw them into chat and they'll do their best. We'll take the first couple three before we get out of here. If you've got any pose ideas. Um, Violet carrying the boys on the back. Scoot in, boys. I can help. Lean the other way, Connor. There we go. Very good, very good, very good. We also got Vogue from Aloha Disney. I don't know what that means, but do it. Vogans, when you, you do just... this, you do the squares around your head, you do the Madonna Vogan. You know, you do a little bit of vouge. Vougeing is the squares around the head. All right. Last one. Hear, speak, see, no evil. Uh, big ears, you've got hear. Uh, tiefling, you've got speak. And Reinhardt, you got glasses, so you've got C. Yeah. All right, everybody, we'll be right back in five minutes to see what the hell's up with this carnival. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Hello, one and all. Welcome back to The Wild Beyond. This is episode one of Love, Death, and Dice, The Wild Beyond. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your Dungeon Master Turk, of course. I'm here with these three lovely lads. Yes, as we last left off, uh, these three just got their tickets and their maps, and we're heading into the carnival. Now, on our break, I did go on ahead and send over the map to each one of these guys so they can see it a little bit better. Uh, but let me open it up here, because at this point... You guys get to decide where you want to head to first. And the way this is going to work is while you're walking, it takes, I don't know, maybe about 30 minutes or so to um, get from one place to another. But you're, you could feel free to walk and go any place that you want to go. Um, but, hold on, first cheers, I'm friggin' thirsty. Hi, Slappy Balls, what's up? Love you, buddy. <clears throat> first... As you enter into the carnival, under the large archway of flowers, pixies vroom, zoom past your face. You see the big singing elephant walk past you. As you guys enter, you pass the lost things entrance, and then the lost things area, the lost and found basically. And then up ahead, you can see a huge tent. You can see a sign that says the big top. The roof of this tent reaches towards the night sky in three swooping peaks with spinning gold stars above. Painted wooden panels on the tent walls were in colorful motion, displaying vibrant circus performances. Some of the signs in the front say, Who will be the king? Will the show happen tonight? 
Another sign says, um, <laughs> um, item. Oh, nice, Ray. Right next to the trash, near some slop and some pots, there lied a random magical item for the one Dr. Hops. <laughs> yes, dude, Ray, yes. Ray! Um, Ray! There you go. Um, one of the signs says, Will the crowning of the Witchlight Monarch happen? Only full happy vibes will make the ceremony commence. And as you three step into the carnival, Hops, you look down to the ground to see. Look, we're back to the cards. We're back to the cards, Hops. Are you ready? Ground score! Ground score, baby. This here is a deck of random random magical items. Um, they are produced by... Um, dang it. I forget their name. But they're the folks who make the awesome animated deck of mini cards um they also make these magical griffin item cards saddlebag? yeah griffin saddlebag is what this here is called and we've got one two and three mixed in the deck i've taken out all the cards that we've used previously in other campaigns mostly at least um and so we shuffle and then i'm gonna pull from the bottom so i don't know what it is this is what you get there's my hand over there the socks of the well-rested <laughs> that's what you find on the ground hops you see a pair of socks and you pick them up now you can attune to these socks um uh, uncommon actually they don't require attunement wearing these comfortable enchanted socks allows you to recover an additional hit die upon finishing a long rest you must be wearing both socks on your feet in order to gain this benefit you can only benefit from wearing one pair of these socks at a time additional hit dice socks that's what these are you could thank Ray. I would this. like to roll them up and put them in my backpack. And then my nice sleepy time socks. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Do they got nice grips on the bottom for like a grippy sock vacation? Yeah, they're are like they, parents. Are they like the soft socks or is it like the ones that are crispy and say like hard to bend? Hard to bend. Really okay, well, that, that's good. At this point, um, as you guys enter, before you get a chance to decide on where you want to go, which I hope you've been debating on, a, a 12-foot-tall walking tree <laughs> walks past you guys. Garland and golden ribbons that match the decoration around. He marches down through the entrance. Emerald clouds swirl above the tree, and as he shakes his branches, raining down golden, spinning sycamore seeds, fairy, fair goers all around try to catch the seeds before they hit the ground. And as the seeds gently fall, a chatty squirrel, small, runs around to the different fairgoers and gives them little dandelions that people start wishing and blowing out. As you three step forward, if either one of you would like to try and catch a sycamore seed, please roll me a dexterity check. I would like to catch one. Oh, I, I would like to give it a go. Right. I got an 18. Nice. 
I got to 16. Nice. And... I got a 13. Right. All three of My you pass. lucky number. So all three of you run out and attempt to catch a falling sycamore seed just before it touches the ground. Doing so, any creature that catches a seed before it hits the ground receives a gift, determined by rolling a d8 on the gifts table. Now each one of you catch these gifts. Each one of you roll me one d8. Oh, I have the eight. Nice. I got a six. And a four. I seven now. Therefore, you gain from this gift a d4. Pops, you gain a d4 that you can add to any ability check before the next dawn. Um, Violet, the seed turns to a gold piece in your hand. You get one gold piece. On an eight, Reiner. You can add a D8 to any one ability check that you make before the next dawn. Oh, this is good. Very good. Now, the squirrel runs around. And you could hear his, he's got like a very fancy kind of like voice. He's like, well, now, I'm giving you all these dandelions. Here you go, here you go, here you go. If you want to make a wish and blow, for one day your wish may come true. And then he scurries away and continues giving dandelions to everyone. If you want to blow out a dandelion and make a wish, do not tell us what the wish is. But I would like you to write it down either on a piece of paper or on your character sheet during the next break. Don't forget, because these wishes may become important later if you would like to make a wish. Will they become important later in this episode or important later in like the next episode? Like later, later. Oh, later, later. Okay. I don't know how to write. So I'm just going to have to remember. Okay. Uh, whichever one of you guys do make a wish, let me know. So I can remember that. I got I'm just going to take the dandelion and put it in my book and close it. Nice. That's fun. Rhina? I'm going to make the wish as well. Okay. And blow. Right. I'm oh. also making a wish. I just can't write it down. But I won't forget it. It's mighty important. There you go. Um, the big tree and the squirrel head off together towards the festering orchard up to the um, northeast here of the carnival. But at this point, you guys stand around with random patrons doing their things and um, running around and having fun. And you get to choose where you would like to go. This is your first kind of like free time. You have the map. You guys can feel free to gander at. Let me know where you would like to go to. Well, you were saying that you had like the friend here. Do you want to go find your friend? And we could like see the attractions around as we're looking. I think they said something about the bubbles. We could go look at whatever the bubbles are, you know. Yeah, I, that it's a bubble in like teapot, if I remember correctly. It's like it's like a tea house. Okay, why don't we she, go there? She's... We can look for your friend and like you know have a little bit of fun as well as yeah. we go. Trace is a bit of a mystic, like a fortune teller type. So she she's a she's a dryad. 
She's like a okay. tree lady. It's a tree, she, yeah. She, she used to be my roommate when we were traveling together in the carnival oh. here. I know where Tracy is, and Tracy is not there. Risa. Yeah, yeah. She's not there, but you guys can head there for sure. Thinking that's maybe where she would be. It's a sex bubbles of the teas. This is not what I'm talking about, Galatia, but... You know, so sex bubbles are sometimes welcomed, you know. Depending what office they are coming out of, it could be like, you know, it's a good bubble or a bad bubble. I mean, is there anywhere I might remember there might be like some fun games I can introduce these Mm -hmm. two to? So, as you guys are walking to the bubble teapot area, it takes a little while to get there. Um, But as you're walking, you do pass by a couple of small looking stalls. You pass by a couple of small stalls. All of these kind of familiar to you, Violet. You see one of them says, catch the dragon by the tail. The other one says, gnome poetry contest. And the third one in this area says, outstare the cyclops. Oh, Reiner, you might you might find that the 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 gnome poetry one might be fine with all the songs you sing. You might do real good that gnome one. I suppose I could do this gnome poetry. Ding. You know, sound the rhyme. It's time to rhyme. You bring the poem, and we'll bring the gnome. A little gnome says. You know, my teacher. She was a gnome. Your teacher. Well, if you want to rhyme, step right up, and together we will have a good time. Okay. So I hand him my ticket so he can do the punch on it? Oh. Uh, hold on. Yeah, you step up and he's like, Well, what seems to be your name, my friend? My name is Rhina. Ah, Rhina. Like a rhymer. Good to have you. Good to have you. Oh, yes. It's very wonderful to be here. Do you think you're going to be good at this game? Maybe. It seems like, you know, I'm more used to, like, the songs. Sometimes the songs, they rhyme. But, you know, sometimes if they rhyme too much, they don't sound as good. So, we'll see. Okay. Well, hand me a ticket, my friend. And he puts a punch in it. And he steps up on this tiny little stage. And a small little group stands around. And he's like, well, we're going to go one-on-one, me and you, and tell our rhymes together. Eskew. And if you win, then you will win a small prize that we have to give to you. Something that rhymes the prize. Would you like to go first? (laughs) I'm not the best rhymer. Uh, sure. Do I just like say the phrase? Yeah. So what's gonna happen is um, we're gonna do three rounds. You get to say a phrase and then roll a charisma check. Even if <clears throat> you can't come up with something on the spot, your charisma check is really what matters. And we're going to do contested charisma checks for all three rounds. All right.
Okay. So okay. wait, do I have to rhyme in my phrase, or is they rhyming off of my phrase? Your your own phrase. My own phrase. I'm rhyming at. Okay. Is this like a rap battle, but rhyming? Kind of, yeah. So so I start with mine phrase. Yes. Yes. Okay, in this game I shall pass because I have a night nice tight round ass. Nice dude. Romy charisma. And then check. here is mine charisma check. Yes. That is a twenty-one. Fucking shit. Hey, I'm looking at that cheeks! Yeah, the crowd explodes. Ah the ass <laughs> And he says, Alright, well, here we go. Over a hill, over dale, through brush, through briar, over park, through pale, through flood, through fire. I do wander everywhere, swifter than a moon sphere. And I serve the fairy queen to do her orbs upon the green. To cowslips tell her prisoners be. In their gold coats, their spots you will see. Those be rubies, fairies' favors. In those freckles live their savers. In those freckles I must go. Seek somewhere dewdrops here. And hang a pearl in every cow's lips ear. You got a 21. Oh, shit. He got a 21. <laughs> Wait a minute. <clears throat> it's a tie. The crowd also rolls okay. for him. <sighs> what you have then, old fairy chap? What do you got? It does not matter that your rhymes are long. By the oh, end of this battle, fuck. you will suck my dong. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, that's only a 13 that time. So you win the first one. Go ahead and roll again. That is a 14. 14. Tis said she first who clinged into vapor and then into a cloud such clouds as flit like splendor-winged moths about a taper round the red west when the sun dies in it. And then into a meteor, such as a caper, on hilltops when the moon is afit. Then into one of those mysterious stars, which hide themselves between the Earth and Mars. Fourteen, he has plus three. Fourteen! <laughs> It'd be a tie! <laughs> what you got there, old chap, last round? Who will win? Wow, your rhymes are matching me so well. It's causing my thing in my pants to swell. I guess some time we can spend alone so that maybe I could give you my bone. Ooh, and the crowd roars. <sighs> that is a 21. Ooh, 15, but Jesus. I met a lady in the sea. I met a lady in the meads. Full, beautiful, a fairy's child. Her hair was long, her foot was light, and her eyes, they were wild. I made a garland for her head, and bracelets too, and fragrant zone. She looked at me as she did loved, and then I made her moan. Madame, Madame, the beautiful lady without mercy, is one of Joan Keats' best loved and most wide. But you see, for today, I am the one with the extra eye. There's no way I'm beating that 21. 16 plus 3 is 19. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. 
Well, my friend, it seems today you have won. So I guess I owe you a prize. Hold out your hand, and I might give you my sweet warmth eyes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to roll on the carnival prizes chart now. It's a 1d12. Actually, you can roll it for me. Roll me 1d12 there. Seven. Seven. He gives to you a reusable Witchlight-themed water bottle. As an action, you can cast the Create or Destroy Water spell. Once used this way, the water bottle loses its magic. The water bottle of water. And... As you look around when this thing is done, you can see... That the fairies begin to flutter a little bit more. The smile on all the participants' faces seem to grow a little bit larger. And you can feel inside the vibe of the carnival as a whole seems to grow as you step down off the stage. As little kids run around happily, throwing around their streamers and having a good time. It feels as if everything has gotten a little bit brighter. Jose, it's weird. Those children shouldn't even know what I was rhyming about. <laughs> Hi, frog toys. This is all about anal, huh? Yep, yep, indeed. Okay. And we're still off to the bubble teapots. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Got a lot going on here. Those children need therapy. <laughs> they do. Yeah, you ain't wrong. I feel like okay. this is the season of we all need therapy. <laughs> okay. A 20-foot-tall teapot rests on what seems to be a wooden platform. Its painted surface whirring with moving imagery of flying dragons, breathing steams of bubbles. A door at the base of the teapot allows entrance into its interior. And it seems those who emerge from the spout are enclosed in a bubble that detaches to float off across the carnival in the sky. You can see... Chaos card. Ooh, Reiner gets a chaos card. You can see seven goblins sit around the platform, sipping tea from mismatched porcelain cups. Other card, huh? Jeez. The blank one. Great. Reiner, you get fancy time. I must talk like the past rich person for the next 1d6 minutes, but yes. am I not already in, like, <laughs> this you know, kind of accent I feel like where, where I'm like the post rich person. So yeah. nothing has changed. Your card does nothing. <laughs> I am still the same. I'm just better than you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have no idea how much better I am. Yeah. I'm well, like this for two minutes. Impression. You know, Ooh, because I won my competition. Me. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, you know, the fabulous performers that you all know me as you know 
Just better. Way better. As you uh, approach, the goblins, a lot of them don't move. But it looks as if one friendly goblin, he waves his, uh, as he sips on his tea. He's got a, like a string of teaspoons on his belt. And you can see the other sevely, several friendly goblins just sit around and chatter. But while you oppose, approach, he gestures to a sign on his table that reads, The word that you intend to say, maybe try saying it in a different way. And he points at it before he even takes your ticket. Gift an item. <laughs> Makes him a trashy. All right, I'm going to shuffle, but what do you guys think of this? What do you do? Hops, it's been a while since you've done something. What do you do? I was going to hop over to the snail racing. The snail racing. We can get to the snail racing. But for now, yeah. we're at the teapot. What do you do? I don't want to mess with the teapots. This, like, dingy sign, like, what does the dingy sign say? That is, like... The word you, know. you intend to say, try saying it, try saying it in a different way. Well, I was going to say, like, your sign is trashy, but I said it was dingy instead. I think this works out very well. Stands up, he looks at you. Like, dingy. No, 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 no. Dingy, no work. Dingy, no work. Try again. Wonderful! Seem like the tiny green person that's in the carnival, or rather the celebration of the actors and performers here. Say, you, you, you do, you, what, your name is like the Spoons or something? Does they call you Spoons because of your belt? Name is it? It's a tree clies. Tree clies likes to talk in nonsensical rhymes. If you can replace a word with a nonsensical rhyme, then maybe I'll give you some of my tea. Oh. Well, skip deadly do. Can I go into the teapot? Well, that almost rhymed, my tiefling friend. You look familiar. I haven't been around in a long time, but I used to hang around these parts. It still didn't rhyme. Try again. You know I ain't nothing good for rhyming. But I'll think of something. If you would like to just go in, that's fine. But then no magical tea for you. <laughs> Frog toys. Now this tiny green man, my attention you have took... I just cannot take all your spouting of this gobbledygook. Ha-ha. Uh, Gook is a good one. That's a really good one. Look, here, here's some tea. Here's some tea. Pulls out a little leather bag that's got some scatter leaf tea inside of it. This is magical tea leaves. As an action, Reiner, when he gives it to you, you can use this later. As an action, you can scatter these tea leaves on the ground in a five-foot radius, um, duplicating the effect of a protection from good and evil spell. And it will last ten minutes. Um, it's basically like, uh, you know, salt of vampires, put it in a circle kind of deal. Basically like that. 
So like protection from sea bears. This will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protection from sea bears. Did you say protection from a sea bass? Don't talk about the sea bears! Oh, it's a sea bear, not bass. I was thinking yeah, like sea a, bears. A, never I was like, what, what you got to worry about a sea bass for? You never know when they will strike. Never know. I imagine a sea bass would, you know, strike in the sea. Okay. And then also, of course, from the Court of Chaos, you get an item. Here we go. Oh, you're giving me all these things. Wow, this carnival is great for me. You know, the I've gotten all these wonderful things. Of 10,000 styles. Pomade of 10,000 styles. This canister of waxy pomade is a magical property, allowing you to change your hair's color, style, thickness, and length. The canister steadily replenishes itself over time. Once you've used this product in your hair, it returns to normal appearance after you finish a long rest. Hair produced by the pomade that's been cut off turns to dust for 24 hours. It's magical pomade. I could, like, totally use this if I want. Yeah. Later, though. Later. Um. Okay. He then waves out his hand for your ticket. He's like, well, are all of you going to ride the teapot bubble ride? Oh, it's a ride? Are you guys uh, still having the weight at distribution problem? Like, am I going to be too heavy to take off the ground? No, you'll be just fine. Increase of magic. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Are all of you going to ride the teapot ride? I guess we should try to ride it. Okay. Um, he waves you into the teapot after he takes each one of your tickets and pokes one hole in it. Um, he waves you into the inside. And as you guys get in there, it's really dark, and you can't see much, but then you start to feel lighter. And one by one, each one of you pop out of the spout of the large teapot. And you're now floating in a large bubble above the carnival. You can see everything below, all the different rides and everything else like that. If you would like to get to one place or another place quickly, this is a good way to do it. But additionally, um, a character that is sp suspended in one of these bubbles can make a dexterity check, and you can gain control of the bubble, um, and then you could actually move anywhere on the carnival map. Um, of course, don't fail on this check. But while you're up in the air... You look over and you see a bunch of other kids basically playing bumper bubbles with each other, bumping into one another and popping and falling down to the ground. And if this is something you would like to also partake in, you can. I would like to take control of mind bubble. Okay. Roll me a dexterity. This would be acrobatics. This is... Oh, acrobatics? I just rolled the, the dex... Oh, wait, how, how do I roll? Uh, oh, those are saving throws. Yeah. Hold on. The acrobatics. Oh, okay, it was plus two anyway, so it's, it's still the 10. Nice. <clears throat> Oddly enough, that's a success. Dr. Hops, what's that? Like oh, how nifty. Yeah. I can't control the guy, too. Fifteen, you gain control of your bubble. Violet? Uh, sure, why not? I'll give it a go. Okay. 
That'll be a 17. All three of you begin floating together, controlling your bubbles over top of the carnival. Down below, you can see all different kinds of kids and other kinds of people having fun. Um, for example, you can see a dragonborn taking a mighty swig of a fiery-looking cocktail and breathing it out as if he's blowing out red glowing bubbles that they pop with steam. You can also see a trapeze artist flying around in the air as if swinging on nothing. But while you all three look below, I just want to see real quick. Roll me perception, each one of you guys, if you can. This is underneath wisdom. It's a wisdom perception check. You should be able to click that little wisdom guy. Nice. Ah, 13. One's 13. Got to 17. All right. Violet and Reiner, you look down below to see a crow person. Um... A kinku? A kinku. And they're wearing like a cloak made of familiar fabric that, Violet, you've seen um, at Madrick's house. Um, he's wearing a familiar fabric cloak. But as you're floating above, you can see that he's like tampering. Cast a cantrip. Ooh, shape water on Dr. Hop's bubble. Pop. All right, I'm down with it. Um, but first... You can see that the Kenku looks like he's tampering with what looked like cages um, behind the big top extravaganza, the big tent. He's like tampering with some cages and then he flutters away. And you guys slowly float over to the snail races um, before Dr. Hop's bubble pops way up in the sky. Dr. Hop's, I need you to make me an acrobatics dexterity save while you fall to the ground. You're about 30 feet up. Don't fail. All right, you succeed. Um, so what we're gonna do, um, succeeding on this acrobatics check, you're gonna take half damage. Uh, Isn't that how high that a, that a herring gun can jump anyway? That's true. But falling, totally different thing. You take six damage falling from the bubble down to the ground. You two float down to the ground and pop out of your bubbles as well, landing right beside Dr. Hops, who's on the ground suffering. Can oh. I scoop him up? Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing all right? Pudding Piles, are you doing all right? Not really. Oh. Hold on. Ain't, did we win? I, I think we did. We're over at the snail racing. Isn't that where you wanted to be? Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Because uh, uh, I don't know how this works. So I'm going to bear with me for a second. I, th I think there's something I can do. There there's something in my actions that says lay on hands pool. Nice. Can, can, can I do that? You can give up to 5 HP to any person. So each one of those squares is 1 HP you can give. You could lay on hands and heal him. 
And I lay on hands for uh, how much HP did he have to begin with? Eight. Eight, and he took six. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh... Uh, then, then I'd like to do to do four, if that's all right. I'd I'd like to I'd like to lay on hands for four. You go. You lay your hands down on Doctor Hops as you're holding him, and you soothe him and kind of rock him back to life. And you can see the magic coming out of you into him, and you can hear your uh, your god of vengeance in your head. And he says, "One day we will take vengeance on those who cast cantrips on those of Herengon. We will destroy them for all they're worth. Maritime Gamer TV will die." <laughs> You know, that's fine. Uh, kill him. <laughs> kill him now, Violet. We all... Kill him. We all know a side quest will take him out eventually. That's <laughs> what we said the past three years. Can He's I also alive. do something in this moment? Yeah, you absolutely can. I want to do Zabotic Inspiration for, for my party members. While, while she's doing the spell, I'm going to sing. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. Nice. 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 Well, okay, as a refresher, will you explain to me exactly how Bardic Inspiration works? I think you just, is it a performance? And then they get a D6 to add to any ability check. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah, can we get some claps in chat for the first Bardic Inspiration of the campaign? There'll there will be, be many more, more but yes, the Bardic Inspiration, the way it works is like, so 1d6 for 10 Good. minutes for Great. anybody that can hear it. Um, it says, as a bonus action, a creature, other than yourself, within 60 feet, that can hear you gains inspiration die. And it doesn't look like I have to do the performance. Yeah, I don't think so. You're just good to go. So they have a d6 for the next 10 minutes to any attribute that they want. Hell yeah. It just happened. I was trying to figure out the chords for that, but I could not, like, remember. What thing is always good. All right, guys. In front of you, as you stand up, refresh yourselves, and shake it off, you can see the grandstands next. Stand. Give us a speech. Fuck. What, what am I doing? You read the chat? I can't read. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, oh, Mental Gamer Day said, Violet, let the people down. We're going to have to fix your, your Discord suppression, buddy, because you are unintelligible. We're going to have to fix that Discord suppression. Um, Violet, let the people know how good the new story for SideQuesters is. All right. Does it matter that I haven't watched it yet? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. All right, let's see. <laughs> Careful now. So the new, the new side questers. It's a pretty great show. It's got one of my favorite actors on the Grouch Couch on it, Fishy, as well as the one of the newer members, Backstage Bard. 
And you know, there's there's a certain Canadian on it as well. I don't know why we're letting the Canadians in, but you know, he's all right every so often. He does come in here and try to mess everything up for everybody, but I hear they're in like a special realm where they like do the things that we forgot to do, which good on them for sweeping up behind us. It's like having a personal janitor surface. I don't feel the need to finish anything anymore. Yeah, I'm scruffy. <laughs> and you know, it's just a good dang dang old time. So come on down go. and watch the new side questers. There you go. Every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST. Jesus. The grandstands next to this race course are filled with cheering fairgoers, ringing bells, swinging rattles, and waving flags. On the starting line, eight giant snails are having their shells scrubbed by pixies as they flutter around them. Above the circular course, a wooden gantry hangs from the branches of the central tree where two, it looks like a kinku and another fairy, officiate the proceedings. As you know, Violet, snail racing is a highly competitive, fast-paced sport to the carnival goers. It draws in a lively crowd. And you know that crowd goers can participate in the race as snail jockeys. But it does cost one ticket punch to enter. You three approach. To the left, the stands. To the right, the entry. Who would like to ride a snail? Oh, sure. Ride a snail! Wait, ride a snail! I thought they were like... No, they're giant snails. They're giant. Mm-hmm. So they, like, ah. come up to your chest. They're they're pretty big for snails. They come up to your, like, your chest. You'd be the perfect size for a jockey. Yeah. I guess I'll try. I can do Plus, this, too, because, like, I'm the small guy. I can get on the snail. I can mount it, you know. Hell yeah. Chat, do me a favor. We need names for eight snails. The first time in this episode one, please use the name a thing command and throw out random names for snails. Like Nimblefoot, High Road, Quickly, Flower Flash, Wizzy, Breakneck, or Queen's Majesty. Something like that. Racing snails. Throw out eight names for racing snails. We're going to let each one of these guys pick the name of their racing snail, and I will give them a coordinated color. Fair enough. Escargo, Jesus. <laughs> All right, you guys. Pick your snail names, will you? I'm personally not going to ride one because I'm, I'm just much too big for a giant snail. Oh, you could absolutely ride a snail if you want to. You'll just be a little big. It'll be whimsical, but that's totally up to you. You have the ability. If you don't want to, that's cool. I'm not built like a jockey. I'd much rather watch and cheer egg them on. All right. I think I will go for the slippery bipple. <laughs> All right, Dr. Hops, which one did you pick? Zibulba. I gotta go. I think I'll be Zibulba. Okay. Then for your color, roll me a D8. Roll me a D8 for the color of your snail. Um, we also need a bunch more. So, of course, we're picking escargot. We're picking slowly, hardly, slippery, bippy, gary, slimy the quick, speedy gone slimer, and the really big one for violet. <laughs> Astro glide. Yes. Blink dog. Uh, what color did you get? Seven. Oh. Uh, that would be Connor's seven. Your snail oh, is red. 
Oh, my color is a red. Is and that's on yeah. Slippery Bipple? Two. Slippery Bipple is red, and Zabulba is blue. Sammy! All right, every snail needs a jockey, and any saddles not filled by you guys as the characters are filled by other attendees. You can see children and kids. You can see fairies and other kinds of monsters, trolls, and stuff like that, all riding on their each other snail, being the names I mentioned earlier. All the snails and their riders, being you two, arrive at the starting line as you arrive, and your tickets are punched. Fireworks start to go off. And a tiny little gnome walks out to the entrance holding two flags around his chest like this, ready to send it off. Now, before we begin, the rules are as follows. The race is divided into six-second rounds. Once the race begins, each one of the snails is going to move along this track at a remarkable speed. Each one of them covers about 80 feet per round by itself. Without riders, the snails are an even match, but a jockey being you two, can try to approve, improve the snail's performance by patting its shell or speaking words of encouragement to it, or singing, if you want to. These initiative rolls during this time are unnecessary, but once Cast per round... Cantrip. Oh, goodness. Don't know what cantrip can do this, but just before race finish, turn the finish line to salt. I don't think a cantrip can oh, they... Maybe press the digitation That's can make it look up. like that. You can make it look like we salt. ain't. Yeah, that's fucked up. You turn. You want to dissolve all the horses? What kind of fucked up shit you want? You, you're the type <laughs> of person that's shooting a horse before they get they get break their leg. What's wrong with you? Uh, that's right, frog toys. You belong in the creatures. Everyone who's not in the creatures, feel free to drop some shame bells for frog toys. All right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, once per round, each of you guys can make a DC twelve animal handling check on a successful check the snail will move an extra 10 feet um, or 20 feet if the check succeeds by five or more on a failed check though it moves 10 feet slower all right or 20 feet slower if it is down by five or more when the race the race ends when one of them travel um over 400 feet if two or more snails cross the finish line at the same time all determine it um i've got some notes here don't worry about that signs posted in the stands along the racetrack warn all right, that everyone can influence the outcome and no one from in the stands can influence the outcome by magic or anything else like that. But I will allow Violet to encourage once per round either one of these two that you want to give an extra D4 to them um, as a help action, um, kind of like cheering for them. And, and, you know, but you can only pick one of them to give the help action to once per round. All right. You got it. All right. Now, I will need my paper for this. Let me get my paper real quick. Everybody's shaming frog toes. Oh, my. As we cut back to, the, to, 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 to like, racing life, you see Dr. Hobson, like, one of those, like, men's bicycling outfits on top of his snail, just, like, ready to fucking go. <laughs> Use that shaking to your advantage. Use yeah. it as a tiny motorboat for your snail. Can I, like, not sit on the saddle of my snail, but, like, hover just above it and also just hold the reins so the reins pull me along? If you want to, sure. sure I sure. feel like it'd be easier on my snail. 
Yeah. And then for all of my words of encouragement, I'm going to be singing to my snail, an inspirational song. Could you say it's bardic inspiration? If it had effect and I get an extra D6 for my snail, who knows? No, but I will let you sing as animal handling. And if you do sing and the song's good enough, I'll give you advantage on your animal handling check. And, and you said we're doing this in like the 20 feet sections, segments? 80. 80 feet segments. Okay, but there's multiple segments per the race, right? Mm, it's going to be five. Okay. Then, then I'm going to basically, yeah, I'm going to separate my song for the whole race. Okay. All right, you two saddle up. Violet, you sit down on the stands um, next to a couple of uh, uh, really nice-looking uh, centaurs, I'm going to say. They're sitting on the stands next to you. One of them looks over, and he's like, Hey, hey, uh, aren't you the strong woman? I used to be. Uh, yeah, I was a fan. I was here eight years ago. I came down from Common Steel. Uh, yeah, the new queen's doing a good job. She raised my... You know, my income, and now I get to come to the carnival again. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. Oh, fantastic. Well, I mean, I, I, if anybody allows me, I'd be willing to put on a little bit of a show later on, but, you know, I could re- arm oh. wrestle a couple of people. Really? Where would that be? Where would you do that at? That's exciting. I'll, I'll do I that. don't know. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see where the night takes us. All right. Sounds good. I'm just okay. reminiscing in the nostalgia right now. Let's do the same. Yeah, yes. Okay. As you guys sit on your snails, you can hear the snails gurgling and burgling. Ready to go. The little dwarf with the flags on his chest waves them. And fireworks go off. One of the fireworks hits a fairy in its wings and burns it. And it's like, ah, help me. And he falls down in the mud. And the snails take off. Both of you guys, you can make the animal handle check or you can not. Now, remember, if you fail the check, it'll go slower. But if you succeed, it'll go faster. So, we're going to go clockwise. Reiner? So, what do you do? mine first. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's see. I have a plus four to animal handling. Should I do the roll first and then do, you know, the song or not? up to you. You can try to perform. I'm going to do the roll first. Okay, that's fair. So this is a 14. Okay. That's a success. Rising up back on the street Did my time took my chances with the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. Nice, dude. <laughs> Fucking nice, dude. We've just been raided. and hey, didn't go off. How you doing? Welcome on in here. For How's those. it going? Welcome Cheers. in. Thank you for Cheers joining Cheers to Owlbear. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Steve. I appreciate you, man. Okay, that is a plus 10 to extra feet. Couch coin. Reiner for them pipes. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that's three couch coins for Reiner. Remember, you got them. You could use them bad boys as rerolls. Um, I, I forgot no to chance say, this before Dr. Hops goes, Violet, would you like to use the help action? I would. I would like to cheer for Dr. Hops. How, in what way do you think you're going to cheer? 
I'm I'm gonna yell real loud. I'm not gonna do it right now because I want to blast out all your eardrums. But I'm gonna say, "Go, Doctor Hobbs! You beautiful little pudding paws, shake that tail feather and go!" Like the entire like race line is entirely quiet, and everybody's just like staring at her. I'm still gonna be dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you get a plus 1d4 on your animal handling roll if you choose to make it, Mr. Hops. What do you do? I plan to make it. Right. Oh, that's not good. Uh, that's not good. You get a d4. That's a 5. Now I'll roll your d4. I can't. And remember, you still have my bardic inspiration as well. That's also very true so you get the d6 as well and a d6, that's a full four so it's a four and another two nine and that's eleven i'm gonna use i'm gonna use the d4 from the the, the tree nice. that i got a d4 nice. from the tree hell yeah dude that's another two that's a 13 <laughs> <laughs> we, we took a while boys but we got there <laughs> All right. Um, in what way you succeed, obviously, by an extra ten feet? In what way do you encourage your snail? Oh, I imagine that like I am also shaking really fast, so it's just like friction and vibration. We're just like slowly gaining speed together. You're like vibrating the snail, so it's like <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, these other snail riders, they're not fruit. experienced adventurers or experienced snail riders, so all of them just continue riding straight forward at the 80 feet. So you, Dr. Hobbs and Reiner, are now both 10 feet ahead. You've moved 90 feet, and the initiative comes back around to the top. First, Violet, would you like to encourage either one of these boys on this turn? Oh, of course I would. I'm a, I'm a once again, I'm going to go for my little hoppy feeler. Nice. My little fuzzy, my little fuzzle ears. Yeah. What do you say? I'm, I'm gonna, ba I'm gonna bang my sword on the stands and go, like, get your rear and gear. You gotta bait Mr. Glitter Wings. Nice. Hell yeah, that's good enough. So you get that extra D four there, hops. But top of initiative two as well. That means Reiner's first. Reiner, what do you do? Well, I'm going to encourage my snail with the rest of my song. Nice. But first, I need to do the roll for it. It's animal handling, plus four. Right. That is a dirty 20. <laughs> That's a success, which means um, it's five above the check, which means it goes 20 feet extra instead of the only 10. And here's the encouragement, snail. So many times it happens so fast. <laughs> you change your passion for glory. Cantrip. <laughs> oh goodness. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight for the will to keep them alive. <laughs> uh, we'll read that on his turn. Sounds good. It moves 20 feet faster as you flutter above it, holding the reins. Your snail looks up at you. What's his name again? His name is Slippery Bipple. Slippery, he's like, his little eyes like turn and look right at you and like blink. And then they, 
he tries to go as fast as he can. Um, before Hops turn, friends, Dr. Hops gives advantage on charisma checks, like animal handling. But when it ends, the snail knows it was manipulated and becomes hostile. So you're going to get advantage from Blink Dog. Fucking smart ass action there, Blink Dog. I'm so proud of you. Um, you're going to get advantage on this roll. If you decide to. That's for charisma checks. Animal handling's wisdom. I know. It's wisdom. But I don't fucking care. I'm the dungeon master. Pudding <laughs> 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 Battles is just so cute when he's angry. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, so you get advantage plus a d4 from the help from Violet. My friend, do you want to encourage your snail this round? You do. Oh, you already... uh, animal handling 13. Which is a success plus your d4. Get a four. Ah, I rolled two during that. You did. What was the? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You're good. When he's angry, he's like a tiny little tea kettle. Uh, it's a two, which makes it a fifteen, which doesn't mean it doesn't go twenty feet. But you look down, vibrating at him. And he turns his eyes and looks at you, and then you guys fall ten feet behind Reiner and his snail. Reiner's gaining. You can see the finish line ahead. The top of the initiative. Violet, who do you help? I'm once again going... Uh, listen, I, I, he don't... He don't need none of my help. We're, we're going for Dr. Hops the whole way. We're... we're Mr. Songbard don't need no help from me. We helping the we helping Mr. Jitters. Sick. Jitters, you're helped once again. You do it in another way or the same as before? I'm gonna do it in the same way because I I don't want to falsely promise nothing. Nice. You start yelling, and the centaur next to you he looks and he goes, "You're not only a strong woman, but you're." Uh... Real good at yelling, too. You know, me and my centaur wife are trying to enjoy the show. I mean, you better get into the show. I mean, come on now. This is racing. You get into the racing. Mm, okay. I'll try. I'll try. Go, Rainer! Rainer on Slippery Slipper! Go! Go, Rainer! That's right. Get into is it. That, it's like he's never been a, into the Indy Snail Hunter before. Uh, it's only a 10, so he fails his performance. But I was going to give you the help action as well. But he fails. <laughs> All uh, right, Reiner. What do you do? Well, I'm going to sing. Is this is this like, this is the last push to the finish line? There's counting this one, two more. Oh, two more. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to perform the next part of the song to encourage my snail. Same motherfucker never been to the Indy Snail Hunter before. Like, 16. come on. Jesus. That's that's a success. Yep. Not five over, but he moves ten feet. What do you got for us? It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rivals. Damn, damn, damn. 
And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night, and he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. All right, Hops, how do you follow up? How do I follow up? How am I supposed to follow up against that? Think of the divination crystals. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna reach into my bag and then, like, as we're like flying to, gonna cause the kind of like underline the finger right, a divination crystal straight into the snail. <laughs> Actually, can I just sprinkle it on him? He'll just absorb it, right? <laughs> I guess. Yes. Yes, you will. <laughs> I love that. There you go. Couch coin, Dr. Hops, for giving the snail drugs. Inspiration. Plus, it's a 21, baby. Plus, your four. Give me that four. Roll that D4. That's a 25, which means you've beaten a number twice, which means you go 30 feet. So you fucking, you put some divination crystals on the snail and the snail looks at you and its pupils go, as it looks back at you and then it zooms forward as fast as it can. It goes 10 feet past Reiner's snail as he goes, one more push, you're 10 feet ahead of Reiner. <laughs> I've been down here. We're at the top, Violet. What do you do? Uh, yeah, we're we're pushing through on uh, Mr. Fluffy feet there. Nice. We're we're, nice. we're we're pushing through. He he gonna get it. <laughs> you want to win a race? Use drugs, not hugs. <laughs> he gotta be hostile after the race, anyways. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You yell for him, and the centaur's like, no, go, Reiner, and Slippery Slough, go, 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 go. And he clip clops his, his things down. Performance. He still fails. I'm sorry, Reiner. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Fozzy. You know, the encouragement. I appreciate it. All right. Get your head in the push. game, Reiner. We ain't got no time for you to pay attention to the science. He's 10 feet ahead of you, and it's the last push. What do you do? This is the last push. Yeah, you can see the finish. Okay, line well, I can't, I can't muck around with like these verses. I need to sing the chorus again, just oh. to motivate the snail. Yeah. So on again, this one, if you I'm go sing first, you do a good job. I'll give you advantage. You keep rolling first, but I told you, if you sing and you do good, I'll give you advantage. So sing first. Oh. Hmm. Oh. It's tough. If you have another yes, plan, go ahead. It is tough. This is something. Okay, yes, I want the advantage. I want the advantage. Okay. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of a rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. Eye of the snail. Yeah. And then I'm also going to use my D8 that I got from the tree. Mm. So yeah. there's one. 
Okay, 16, which is plus 4 with the animal handling, so that's a 20. 30, 20. Plus a D8. Let's see the D8. It's a 3. Oh, oh. So it's a 23. It means you move 30 feet. So you go... And you... The snail looks back at you. You've gone 20 feet ahead of hops. On you, Hops. What do you do? Sorry, thank you. The underdog. What's the target number to be able to beat if he's so already you have past to beat a 12. Every five above the 12, you go an additional 10 feet. All right. What do you do? I mean, I don't think a second dose of divination crystal would help. <laughs> and a bird. Burn the nose! <laughs> Rub it in. <laughs> You're going to OD your snail. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the finish line. <laughs> you got a point, dude. I'm going to roll a constitution save for the snail, baby. <laughs> oh, goodness. There we go. We got a 17. Plus three, which is 20. Dirty 20. You've got nothing else, then, though. Oh, the D4 from the That's a 23, baby! <laughs> which means you move 30 feet. He sings. And he, he rushes past you. Singing. And you start sprinkling more divination crystals on your snail. And his pupils get even bigger. They're completely black now. Like, wah! And he looks forward and sees <laughs> Reiner whipping the reins, just sing into this fucking snail. And you're just rubbing drugs into the skin of this snail. And it <laughs> zooms forward at the last second. And the snail <laughs> goes through the finish line. Is Reiner, you land down on the ground afterwards. Finish your song. You strum it out. It looks like Dr. Hops has won this day. Yeah, what was that constitution draw now? I know. Now we'll see if the snail survives. Constitution, we'll call it a 12. Natural 20. The snail is livid, dude. The snail is happy. The snail is like, sick. The snail is like, I am Zabulba, and I can see the future. <laughs> <laughs> Can I buy the snail? I'm gonna take him with me. I imagine the snail starts like talking like exactly like Zabobo. He's like, Annie! Annie, you got me. Drugs, Annie! He's got the big old eyes and he's like, It's me, I'm here today to talk to Oh, you want to race today, Annie? I will win, Annie. <laughs> Fucking shit. As you hop off your snails, the whole crowd goes wild. Wow. The centaur stomps his, his clops down next to you, Violet. And Violet, you run, you jump over the fences, and you go, and you give Dr. Hops a big old hug because he won, and you swing oh, him around in the I'm air. Lifting, I'm lifting him over my head, being like, this is a motherfucking champion. Yeah, the whole crowd goes wild. They're like, hops, 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 hops. Can we get some hops and chat, chat? Come on, give us some hops and chat. Hops, hops, hops. The whole crowd goes wild. A jockey comes over. He's holding like this whipping thing with a little piece of leather on the end of it. And he's real it's small. A he's a little small little gnome jockey. He comes over and he goes, 
It looks like you have fed my snail drugs. Does this mean you will be buying my snail on this day? I mean, yeah. I mean, the snails for sale? Yes, well, buying a racing snail is a very expensive price there. Heron gone. Do you have the money? Well, how much is a snail? They're about 100 gold. Ah. <laughs> ah, did he give us any gold before we left? And then you both look over and you see the snail. And the snail's like... <laughs> I can see the future! <laughs> like going in a circle. And he's like, I love it. Well, maybe 30 gold. Hmm. The snail says, uh, Fuck no, brother! <laughs> <laughs> Let me ride a drunk snail. Uh. <laughs> well, you couldn't come back. You can buy the snail later. Look, I just want you to know that um, if you've drugged my snail, uh, you will must next time be screened and checked before you participate in snail races. Because... Oh, excuse me, Mr. No. We all know anything goes at these snail races. It says directly so on the sign. Well, I've yes. been reading it many times. Anything goes except drugging the snails. I do believe that is illegal. Have you ever tried to take steroids when it comes to gumball? That's right. We do yes. not give steroids okay. to the snails. Look at the size of me. Does it look like I need steroids? No! But we're not talking about you, are we? We're talking about the snails now. We do not want to be drugging the snails. <sighs> can can I take this Would opportunity to, to, like... I want to, like, you know, pat my snail and say he'd do a good job and, you know, ask him, like, ask him if he wouldn't mind if I'd take some of his slime and, like, put it in my pocket. Sure. Sure. I think... All the encouragement you did to the snail, I won't make you roll animal handling again, but as you pet him and you're nice to him, he kind of like rubs up against you and you just stick your hand down underneath and he just kind of like lifts up and like lets it happen. Like he thinks you're trying to pet him, but you're just stealing the... I don't line. think that's how you pet them. That's, that's not what's happening right there. That, that That's a form of mating for snails. You're uh, going for its glands. That, actually, most going... of you are false. I've seen snail matings. They do it on a leaf, and they drip down in the slime, and they wrap themselves around each other. This is simply me just gaining resources for maybe something that I could use later. You know, lube. There was a potion of lube at one point. Yeah, so where did that potion go to? <laughs> Banana. Dave. Dave's banana, which, by the way, you still owe us pictures. Um, Dave, who, who, you have to say who the potion's going to, which, which of the players, because there was a potion of lube that was given out. Um, he hasn't used it yet. Reiner, gotcha, 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 gotcha. There we go. Okay, and Dr. Hops, as the winner, um, another gnome comes around, and he gives you a potion of advantage. The jockey that comes in last, which wasn't you, so don't worry about that, but you... You get a potion of advantage. When you drink this potion, you gain advantage on an ability check, saving throw, or anything that you choose um, within the next hour. You get a potion of advantage. I would like to go back over to the snail salesman and be like, I will trade you this potion of advantage, a crossbow, and a mace for that snail. Roll Where do you get a crossbow? We'll call it an 18. You don't want to know. You're bringing Only weapons persuasion. inside as a carnival? Persuasion DC 18. Chat, you could help with plus ones, just so you know. Hit it. It's a 19! Oh. That's a 19! 
He goes, okay. Yes, I will take your crossbow, your potion of advantage, and your whatever. Just set it on the table. You can take the drug out Zibulba. He's fine. We don't want the drug out Zibulba anymore anyway. So you may take him, feed him, do whatever you want with him. Um, you'll keep him here with the rest of the day. But make sure you come and get him before the carnival departs, okay? Gift an item. Okay. Are you going to take good care of this this snail? Oh, this snail's going to be well taken care of. You promised that. Because I do still, I mean, you did get drugs to the snail. I don't know. Having the time of his life, he's just like doing like pull-ups out of chin-up bar. And we look out the oh window, and the snail's just like going in circles, just like. <laughs> Somehow it found sunglasses. <laughs> Somehow it's got... Yeah, it's like Slur McKenzie. <laughs> I was about to say, did we just turn this snail into Slur McKenzie? Yeah, we did. We did. The okay. ultimate party worm. Oh, my voice fast and liquefying razors. There you go. A random item for Dr. Hops. Okay, he's like. And here is a consolation prize. You also get the <laughs> bottled abyss. It's like uh, what now? The bottled abyss is a consolation prize. Uh, this small vial is a single dose um, of a fuming pitch black poison. When a creature eats or drinks it, it takes 46 psychic damage. Um, constitution saving throw, and on a failed save, the creature becomes blind and unable to sleep. When an affected creature attempts to rest, their dreams are plagued with terrible nightmares, preventing them from benefiting from long rest. The creature can reattempt the saving throw every 24 hours. The potion lasts until the affected creature succeeds on the saving throw um, or is cured by greater restoration. You got a bottle of poison. What? Good God. Yeah. I almost imagined, like, instead of a consolation prize, like, this is what Slurp McKenzie throws up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh! But it's like, uh, it looks is, like your slave was already doing and... drugs. You were just looking to unload him. <laughs> yeah. There you, go. there you go. Now, um, as you three step back outside into the area, you can see Zabulba going crazy. Um, but everything, now that you've won this ride once again you can see the kids seem happier the smiles on the crowd get larger the centaur you were previously talking to is full-on smiling now and you can see that the mist gets thicker the pixies are even brighter everyone is happier once again at the carnival as if everything is the vibes have gotten even higher Now, do I do I know this trick from being there for like eight years myself? Roll me a wisdom check. Oh, well, that's not going to do me any good. Normal. Yeah, that's an eight. That's an eight. You're not sure. You're really not sure. All right. Now, one last time, I would guide all of you guys to the map. Exactly what you would like to go and do next. Um, but, as you're walking around, um, there is a clown. You guys leave this area. And before you proceed to the next area, there is a clown that approaches you guys. 
And he looks a little something like this. A clown. Blowing mm -hmm. bubbles out of his pipe. He's wearing green and purple striped clothes. And he sees the three of you, and he blows out some bubbles out of his pipe, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't fucking talk to crowds. You talk to him. No? Well, hi there. Hello. <laughs> you all right there? You seem a bit loopy. Doing just fine. It's been a few years since we have crowned a witchlight monarch. It seems that one of you are on their way to doing such thing. You see, the carnival must reach a certain level of hype before we can do the crowning if it doesn't reach that level then the crowning won't happen but it looks that you three are on your way to making the carnival crowning happen oh that's just lovely good is there like a special prize that we get for this carnival crowning if we yes. make it happen you do the crown, and then, of course, you get an audience with Mr. Witch and Mr. Light. You have a dinner, and then you are crowned royalty in all of the Feywild for becoming the Witchlight Monarch. Oh. You know. This could Last get time, see the power with just a little bit of oof. I know. Yes. This was helpful information. Thank you, John Wayne Gacy. You're welcome. My name is Thacko. <laughs> I hope that I have been helpful on this day. You have been. Thank you. Good. If you need jokes, hips, hops, what have you, I will be around. See you later, Thaco. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he ganders off. You three are walking through the carnival, deciding where to go next after this. And you hear, well, you see, the lights dim. Pixies settle. And a hush falls over the whole crowd. A second later, a spotlight illuminates the big top extravaganza. The area where the big circus tent was, you were previously, and lights. And you hear a voice, an elven happy voice, coming throughout all of the air. It says, gather round, gather round. Now is the time for us to celebrate the big top extravaganza. Performers and those who wish to watch, those who perform, please gather in the big top. For now, we will perform as a celebration of our first day here in Intoxica. Join! And the voice settles. And the spotlights continue, and all the fairies go back to their business. The pixies reflutter around. 
And you can see Thacko, or John Wayne Gacy, skipping off to the big top. Well, I think we he should must... go to so like the big top now. I mean, everybody that sounds like, like a good going. idea. But like, he must be a new entry to the the carnival because he gives me the willies. Yeah, he's kind of creepy, just a little bit. But he's got like you know, I don't know, like you know, free loving attitude about him. I could chill. I could chill with him. Just be sure you don't get buried in his crawl space. My goodness. No, probably not. We like, you know, smoke, pipe, chill, maybe sing some, like, cool music. It seems like he could hit high notes that I could not. True. True. Uh, as you three are walking, before you decide exactly where you want to go, you see <clears throat> stall. And uh, the stall is dusty and old. There's no lights on it. Like everywhere else there's no streamers the ones that are there are falling down and kind of wisping in the wind as you three walk by you look at it and you see there's a sign it says come one come all to see the strong woman and there is a crudely drawn picture of violet on a small little sign and it says she could lift you up in the air you can guess your weight not even care you see that there's a small little platform with a bunch of weights all over it. And there's just plastered pictures of Violet's face. And they're all dusty and old. And the twin sister! We found her! No, no, that, that, Hops. Honey, honey, that's me. I used to work here. That, that, that's me. Well, your clothing choice was definitely more interesting back then than it is now. Well, yeah, it wasn't palladin. clothing. I, I wasn't a palladin yet. I don't know. I'm this, a... this clothing seems more appealing to me in some way. Can't quite put my finger on it, but... Is it because my teeth are out? Put your finger on it! I, I, got, I got legs showing and my teeth are out. I don't know what to tell you. That, that, I, I'd imagine that's what you're looking at. Maybe. Not to look. That might be what it is, yes. No, yes, I think it's now that I can entirely picture you naked now. This is why. Hmm. Is there any sexy I mean, carnival goers, like, around our area? Um, depends on what you mean by sexy. Well, you know, like, maybe there's, like, a, a drunk... Maybe not drunk, but, you know, like a, a, a known lady... What'd you say, sexy? <laughs> 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 there's, there's no like hot moms in the area that are like having their kids there and they're, you know, they're walking around maybe looking for them. <laughs> I think yes, but I think not here. Not yet. But I think yes. Oh. So you're telling me I have to go with the blue balls because looking at this picture has, like, aroused me? This is crazy. I, I mean, I'm still wearing clothes. It's essentially, I'm just wearing, like, stuff to cover my bits. I got, like, yes. a small bodysuit on. But what you fail to mention is that these are skin tight, and I can perfectly see both of your nipples. 
<laughs> you don't understand why one's so much bigger than the other. <laughs> well, I didn't get I didn't get them pierced at the same time. So I went like a couple of years with just one pierced, and then I finally got the other one, and then that one perked up too. Now, hmm. oh, so one hangs down way lower than the other two. <laughs> that that <laughs> that that's not a titty uh, hops. That's a uh, that's the meat flaps. I I and plus and that that thing that's hanging down that's my tail. You know that's my tail. You see it like every day. Oh, yeah. But you don't ever see the shaft. You hear to your left. The whole the whole area is kind of quiet because everyone's gone to the big top, and the lights have kind of dimmed. But you hear to the left the sound of a cane and the pitter patter of small feet and claws, and you look to see Nikki Midnight, who's approached, and Nikki, of course, the raccoon. For those of you who have not seen Nikki Midnight, he's like. And uh, Nikki's like, well, it seems that you found your tribute. Yeah, doesn't matter what realm we go to. We always keep this up because you know how much you've done for the carnival. You know, of course, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light never decided that, you know, they didn't think that you were good enough, you know, and that's a shame on them because all of us carnies, we know how much you did, Violet. So we make sure to set this up just for you every time. We've kept those old boasters. I do miss it sometimes, but, you know, n learning the reason I ended up here wasn't as, you know, as nice as I thought, you know. That's made me want to strike out on my own. That's very true. But us carnies always treat each other as family. Doesn't matter where you come from, how you got here. We just know that you're here now, so we treat each other as family. And you will always be a part of our family, Violet. Thank you, Nikki. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Are you going to the Big Top show? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that this year, the Big Top might be good enough. We might get some random performers that actually raise the happiness of the carnival high enough so we can actually, you know, manage to crown a, a Witchlight King, if you will. We haven't had that ceremony in a while, and it'd be good to have so. Yeah, I can't recall ever seeing one, thanks for sure. Right. Well, hopefully we can get there. Are any of you guys performers? Well, of course, besides I'm, you, Violet. I can always whip out a couple <laughs> of things, I think. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I can consider myself a performer, but more just like a performer for love. I don't necessarily, you know, play without getting the benefit of, you know, the body afterwards. But, you know, right. it seems that I can, you know, sway people a certain way with my music. They do say that the like Witchlight Monarch does get tail. So, hey, if you perform the best and you manage to become the Witchlight Carnival, then, or the Witchlight Monarch, then maybe you will get yourself some tail there, Rhina. But Well, this is good because I have just been diagnosed with the blue balls, so I can take care of that. You've been diagnosed? Yes, it was a self-diagnosis, as I make, ah. but, you know, okay. all the okay. same, mine balls are blue. Well... Before we uh, go inside, uh, well, before I do anyway, um, speaking of blue balls, over here, you see, there's like some weights scattered about. 
and he tries to pick up one of the weights and he's just a tiny little raccoon and he like drags it over and he's like I know this was your favorite and I would love one time if you were to just lift this for me stand give us a speech <laughs> afterwards we'll let Connor do a speech about blue balls but he drags it over to you and he's like one more time just lift it for me I would love to see it it's been a while I mean, of course. You reach down. It's not. You pick it up. Will you make me a, a strength check? It's been a while. I want you to just do me a strength check. Strength. Press the strength button. And then that one. And then do normal. The natural 20. The first natural 20 of the campaign, chat! Chat, come and get some hype. In chat right now. Come on, chat. Come on, cheers to you. Cheers to you. Cheers. The first natural 20. Stand up, take a bow. The first one of the campaign, everybody. That's right. Cheers to you. Oh, yeah. Very and good, on such good. a pivotal moment. I know. Beautiful. And I know a lot of groups, just so you guys know, don't do like cool ass shit on nat 20s on skill checks. That's kind of in the rules. But around here, we do. We very much so do. You pick up this thing with ease and hold it above your head. And these two, Hops and Reiner, you look up at this weight and you can see that the weight on it says 500 pounds. And it looks like Violet's holding it up over her head with one single hand. And you look down and you see Nikki Midnight looking up at you in complete awe, like their jaw drops and they're like, I forgot how strong you were. You're a big lady. You know, someone like you could just destroy my whole life. How big are your hands? Can I see? <laughs> Hold up their hands and they like Not put as their big head as... in, their, in your hand and it's just like tiny. Like you could put your hand over their head and like crush their skull in one palm. But they just put their head in their But like, you wow. know it's nothing compared to my thighs. That's oh. the most powerful part. Hey, you know, I just imagined, like, the raccoon immediately grabs her hand and just... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, no, but they look down at your thighs and they're like, wow. You know, you could crush my head like that, like, with a watermelon. You ever crushed a watermelon between your thighs? You know that was one of my favorite Saturday night acts. That was always my favorite. My goodness. Free snacks afterwards. Yeah, what I would pay to see that again. Well, anyways... Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. If you need anything, let me know. Um, wait, 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 wait. One second. What brings you three here in the first place, anyway? What are you here for? Well, I don't know. I just felt like we were drawn here. It felt, felt weird, like we were being called. Well, and also I because you know this know. old guy told us to come and like look for someone or something. I don't know, but I feel like we need to be here some reason and, and you know i went out to reconcile things with my family but i went back to intoxica and i found i didn't know how to get back home so i, I tried to find you guys for like the last eight years trying to maybe get directions back to where i where i belong and kind of hooked up with these two 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 not hooked buns. up not hooked up we're just friends just friends Okay. Good. Yeah. What? What? Well, I um, if you're looking to get back to, of course, Prismere, uh, the Feywild, 
You know, I've tried to get back there a couple few times, but it seems that Mr. Witch and Mitchell Light have that secret locked up tight. The only way you're going to be able to figure out how to do that is if you can find a way to get an audience with them. Like, if you manage to become the Witchlight Monarch, then maybe you can get an audience with them and figure out your way into Prismere. But that's the only way home. If there was anybody that's... that could be a monarch, it'd be you, Violet! True. Uh, uh, well, well, thank you kindly, Puddin' Pals. I looked the wrong way. That's fine. I didn't know where you were looking, but I understood. Like, I look away from people when I talk to them, too. Anyways, I um, was just wondering. <laughs> I'm going to go over there to the big top, and um, I guess I'll see you guys over there. We'll see you in a few. He steps on. Walks away. I hate <clears> to <throat> have you go, but I'd love to see you walk away. And his tail. Like, their, their tail. Flips around. Mm. Those eyes are dreams. That's right. Yeah, well, Gala has first-hand experience. Gala's gotten her head squished between my thighs before. True story. There's True a picture. <laughs> Gala, post that in the Discord under the couch chat. Go show everybody. Mm -hmm. That's happened. Show everybody what they're missing. <laughs> show them what they're missing, baby. So... <laughs> You guys are left now here in front of her area. Um, you can go to the big top, or there are a few more stalls you can go to instead. Um, whatever you like to go and do next is kind of how we're going to finish off this. Well, if we go to another so stall, do we miss what happens under the big top? Of course not. It'll just happen afterwards. Like, I want to kind of go to the Hall of Illusions. Ooh. I was like, is the big top something that we could start at the next time? For sure. Sure, for sure. And to the Hall of Illusions! To the Hall of Illusions we go. <laughs> okay. Well, we didn't get the speech on the blue balls. Oh, oh the blue ball speech. On air. Oh, yes. You were promised that. Okay. Yes. Hold on. Um, Is this high enough? This is like... Yeah. That's good. Or do you want like more options there? That's good. Just smoke a little bit more, then you'll be high enough. Okay, well, you guys know that, like, the blue balls refers to the pain or heaviness caused by delayed orgasm. Most males don't regularly experience it, and it's not generally serious. But for me and mine balls, it's very serious. I could get, like, you know, the tummy ache or, you know, the, like, thigh cramp or the groin cramp because... But, you know, it's very, you know strenuous for me so the best way to kill the blue balls is to immediately orgasm as quick as possible so this is what i'm trying to do by finding the sexy like mommy lady or something like you that got hands. yeah well i have the hands but i can't very well like just like you know do that at a carnival especially with like you know the john wayne gacy walking around it's kind of weird so I have to wait until I can you? find a sexy lady to go into, like, you know, the back of the stall with. Or perhaps, perhaps a very sexy man. But he has to be the very sexy man. Alright, sit your eyes down. <laughs> we'll take it. <clears throat> I came. Alright, it takes you guys about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so to get to the other side of the carnival. 
Um, on your way to the Hall of Illusions, which you want to go to before you attend the Big Top Extravaganza. As you approach, you can see a wooden mannequin of a grinning, raven-haired young woman in witch's attire and green flowing cape hovers inside of a glass cabinet. At the top of the cabinet, a sign reads, Tasha the Wizard, known for her hideous laughter. You can see in front there, a halfling couple holds hands as they approach the glass cabinet at about the same time as you. One of the halflings is wearing a butterfly face paint, and he drops down to one knee, pulls a small box mm. from his pocket, and his sweetheart bursts into laughter and begins rolling on the ground. The halfling in face paint begins sobbing and then darts into a nearby tent without even getting his ticket punched. Wow. Bands there. Brutal. Yes. As you three approach, each one of you, roll me a history check, if you will. Ooh. Where is that? I do not know the subject. I have a 13. Got a minus one in history, huh? I have a 14. Yes. I, I, got, a, I got a 16. Violet Fims. Looking at the statue, you recall this statue was made of Tasha. And it was one of the names repeatedly used by the Witch Queen, a legendary archmaid, when they made this statue. You remember this statue from your time here as being a statue that casts Tasha's hideous laughter spell at anyone that comes within a few feet of it. Whether this, the saving throw succeeds or fails, the creature is always put under the effect of Tasha's hideous laughter. So, the female halfling stands there laughing, and the male has run away. Next to it, of course, is the large tent, which leads into the Hall of Illusions, if you decide to ignore. Uh, so wait, what does the statue do? It makes people the laugh. The yeah, it, it it puts anybody under it. Is there a reason it puts people under a laugh? Like, do we do we know? Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's like, a statue that has like a glyph on it, basically. So anytime anyone comes near it, they get the spell cast on them. So why didn't the halfling man get the the, the spell cast on him? You can only assume maybe he wasn't close enough. Uh, can I just like? Hip check the halfling girl, like just like a few feet that, like out of the way. That way, she stops laughing and maybe comes to her senses. <laughs> sure, you can. Roll me strength though, um, because I want to see how hard a six ten tiefling oh hip checks a halfling. Hip checks <laughs> in your sense in the face of this halfling. Roll no, it'd strength. be in the back. It would be in the back. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> a 17 plus 2 that's a 19 you fucking boof, bunt her over she scatters through the dirt and stands up she's laughing like <laughs> what just happened what's going on you better and go then, find your partner there honey and I then I bust out into song yeah you just laughed at his proposal you about ruined your own relationship you better go find him oh no Ruben what do you sing Reiner Oh, I was going to say, uh, 
You dumped that guy and I bet I felt it. I tried to reach you, but you're so hot that I melted. I fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back. And out of the alleyway. Keep going. Wait, no, keep going. Out of the alleyway. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, 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 keep going. Get back. <laughs> Guess another reason that it just wouldn't be the reason. There you go. Out of the alleyway, the gnome steps out, still holding the ring, crying. And the female says, Ruben! Ruben, of course I'll marry you, Ruben! And the female halfling gets down on her knees and grabs the ring. And then he stands up and hugs her, and she hugs him, and he puts the ring on her finger, and they start kissing. And then you can feel the happiness of the carnival once again grows another level as they both hold hands and skip away. Open up your mind and think like me. Open up your plans, damn you're free. Open up your heart and you'll find the sky is yours. Oh, did they leave? I didn't they know left, they left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they hold hands and they skip away. And you could feel the happiness grows again. The pixies, the brightness, everything. Just the air grows a little bit more heavy. People around you smile a little bit more. But now in front of you, the Hall of Illusions. This large tent is painted with a mural of shifting images. Show grinning fairies divided into pools of color. The helical stripes of the tents, pointed canopies rotate in spirals, and the whole display seems to befuddle all of the onlookers. A clown dressed in muted garb stands at the tent's entrance, just blinking at you, and he mimes. Can I can I hold out my ticket to him? He takes your ticket and he stamps it. But he's like You don't have a voice. Would you like me to talk for you? I don't have a voice. So, be chill with me. Give me your ticket. No, no, give he's me your... gonna take your voice when you enter the hall. Oh, I'm going to take. No, no, no. You should be quiet when going into the to the. Okay, no. One, what? one word. Chicken. 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 You're a chicken? Chicken? Oh, if if you are scared, you will lose your voice. No. Like he mimes like a beak and like feathers and he walks around like a like a bird. Okay. A kenku took your voice. Oh, didn't we see like Sakenku walking around? Me? There Tell was a Kenku. We did. Did this happen tonight? Did this happen to you tonight? Why haven't you told any? Well, you can't tell anybody. You need yeah, to get it, help. The Kenku. 
Mm. And then he then he holds out his hand for your guys' tickets. Like he just told you this information, like if you can help, please help me. But I've you know, my voice has been taken. Darling, let's see what we can do. Is there anybody we can contact within? Is like Mr. Witch or Light or He signs to John you like, Wayne why, are you, why are you miming? I can hear just fine. Because why are you, why I, are you cause I need you to make those symbols back to me so I know which one you're talking yeah. about. He's like Can I can I like look around for like maybe like a book or something? Or like a scrap of paper? Oh, for him to write on? Sure. Um roll me a uh perception roll. You don't believe it, a 300 pound man eating a chicken in the sideshow. <laughs> this is an 18. Uh, this is an 18. Sure, there's a book on a stand right next to him. And he, you point at it and he grabs it and he hands it to you. And then you hand it back to him and he writes down on the book. He's like, uh, random Kenku stole my voice. I hadn't been able to speak. If you find this Kenku, please get my voice back and return it back to me. Fairy magic. Am I right? Question mark. You are oh, right, yes. indeed. Yeah. This fairy magic just couldn't be like a bad thing sometimes. I'm sorry. He looks like this. But... That's why you never tell anybody when they say, "Can I have your? Can I have your name?" You never, you never answer with your real name, because then they owe your name. <laughs> um. Cool. So he tells you guys his information. He stamps each one of your tickets, and now you are free to enter the Hall of Illusions or try to find this Kenku, but it's totally up to you guys. I'd like to go in. Right. Yeah, we could do this later for this guy. He's not, like, dying or anything. No. Um, I'm not missing. Oh, on the paper he writes... Um, that he knows more information but dealing with the mermaid that's actually involved with Silver Song Lake. And if you return to him, um, he'll be able to, uh, you know, kind of guide you through that. And he can actually cast a lot of prestidigitation to make your experience more fun. Um, but now you guys enter the Hall of Illusions. What does prestidigitation mean? Prestidigitation. As you step inside. Tall mirrors line the interior walls of the tent. The mirrors near the entrance reflect all the onlookers on the outside, but their images grow steadily older until the mirrors on the inside within they reflect onlookers in their twilight years. As you guys scrutinize your own reflections looking in the mirrors, I would like each one of you to describe to me maybe what you guys looked like as children Maybe what you might look like as old age. Starting clockwise with Reiner. I see a very sexy man, a fairy man, that has like a cool streak of like gray through his hair. And he's still very like muscular. Yeah. Like he's 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 all oiled up and he's sexy. He does not wear shirts anymore. And he is uh, playing this awesome, like, flame guitar that is, like, it's got a bunch of notes on it. <laughs> yeah. And there is, like, you know, every kind of, like, 
lady from uh, you know different races like gnomes goblins you know the tieflings they all like grabbing at his feet you know as he as he stands pri- oh actually there's all there's also like you know this you know the one sexy elf man in there somewhere too you know and he is standing there proudly with his guitar and he looks epic there you go uh okay violet now did you say we're young or old and young and old well i when i look in i mean i see i see my younger self and i have i i'm real small i'm real small and i'm real scrawny and I got auburn hair, like I got a night. I have still have red hair, but it's much more natural looking. It's it, it's me before the fairy magic touched my hair, but it's wild and crazy. And I'm holding like a book, and I I, I seem real frail and nerdy like. That's that's what I'm going with. I love that. I love that. Pops? Oops. I don't feel good, guys! <laughs> Something's wrong! Something's terribly wrong! <laughs> mm-hmm. Tiny little bunny. Yeah. Imagine he's like having an oddy body experience and he's just imagining being a toy buddy. Just super young and she's like "Ah." (laughs) Nice dude. I love that. I'm gonna give you a couch coin for the prop work. Love that. Okay. As you guys see each other and yourselves. Um, in different lights throughout the whole Hall of Illusions. You walk through it, and it takes you a little while to get through it, being that there's mirrors everywhere, and you are seeing different versions of yourself, young and old and other kinds of stuff like that. But as you're walking through, Violet, you do indeed see yourself with a book. You're reading. You're writing. And the vision kind of wisps as you're looking at it. I would like you to make just... An intelligence check for me, looking at this thing. I know it's not good. That's not going to go well. Yeah. That's a six. All right. It wisps away. And Reiner, as you're walking through the Hall of Illusions, you also see images of yourself, young and old. You see yourself young, walking through the Feywild with your bard friend, of course. And she's teaching you songs and you're learning together. You're sitting on top of mushroom toadstools and singing songs to one another as fairy pixies float around. But I would like you to make me an intelligence roll as well. Can I say something as this is happening? To the mirror? Sure. Well, as I see, as I see Selena, yeah. I want to like whisper under my breath something in the language from my hometown. going to like barely say Solange ish ein geschit habe hast du einen Sisplatz is that real German? 
It, it's, yeah, it, yeah. it means it means as long as I have a face, you have a seat. <laughs> yeah, that was real Jesus. German. Um, you got a two with a minus one. That's a dirty one on your intelligence check. So as soon as you say that, it whiffs away. As if there was no reaction. You three continue for a little while through the Hall of Illusions, eventually making it to the end. Or at the end... Oh, you got a reroll from Edgy. Oh. I gotta, I gotta move the placement of this. <laughs> the 17. Ooh. On a wow. 17, instead of it whisping away, you say that. And it's almost as if the image of you and her, it's almost as if she turns and looks at you. And the mirror kind of turns to like liquid for a second. And then it solidifies, and then she goes back to singing to you. This is feared. Touch it. Can I can I touch the mirror? You do, and it's a solid mirror. Hmm. Now, you three eventually make it to the end of the Hall of Illusions. We're at the end. The person who greeted you at the front is there, miming away, congratulating you guys on your succession of making it through the Hall of Illusions. And of course, he yeah. hopes that anything you've seen on the inside helps you in your adventures. And he does this kind of through miming, and it takes a little while because he doesn't have a voice. Um, but eventually, he leads you back on your way on the inside of the carnival. And then you three head the big top extravaganza and that my friends is where we're going to end the episode for the night yes, i like it hell yeah wow. hey anybody watching here on youtube or on spotify make sure to subscribe or rate the show by clicking the little five star thing the little star thing and then rate the show here on spotify to help us out anyone here watching live thank you so much for being here and being awesome we really do appreciate you guys and the follow episode one of wild beyond the witch line you know you guys rock really do thank you so much this has been a fucking blast and i had the jitters going to the show tonight like legit i was like what's gonna happen i don't know and i was just crazy just so scared and happy and excited and it was crazy i was crazy once thank you all for joining us you guys rubber room with rats and rats make me crazy